M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. Is there something you know that we don't know? Is someone coming for our pussy? This is Emsolation. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said. Oh, I didn't think of that. Fuck, that's what I've been getting wrong. And just remember, if it's too fatty, just heat it up. You're in Emsolation. If that's not in a promo somewhere, I don't want to live anymore. Hello? We've just finished recording the Michael Lucas portion. It's Em. Welcome to Emsolation. How are you? Thanks for being here. We were, it's, look, we weren't focused today. Both of us have many things happening at this point in time. His TV show is obviously shooting and it's pretty full on at the moment. And you'll hear what's going on for me. I won't give it away. Um, We really got sidetracked talking about this kind of a big event happening for me today. I won't give it away, but I think you'll understand the tone of the podcast once you hear what it is. How are you? Let's take a breath. I think I'm I'm okay. Thank you for asking. I've decided to kind of take control of my health again because during the pandemic, I let it go. And and I'm talking about my mental health, my and my physical health. I have to do something about my teeth. Also, I can't chew on the left side of my mouth because there's so much pain. But I like nine out of ten people do not like going to the dentist. I want to go to a dentist. Actually, okay, here's a call out. If any of you know a dentist in Melbourne, and I'll travel anywhere, it's. I want it to be like going to a day spa. I want there to be music. I want there to be a liberal application of Novocaine. I want to like just not – I just want to go in there and just be – go to sleep and just be looked after. I want it to be a beautiful place. I don't want it to be anything like a dentist. I've got to do that. But I am going to – I've been having these terrible stomach aches that I've just been ignoring. And then I went to my doctor and um, he said to me, I think I might be – you might have to need to get your gallbladder looked at. And I'm like, what? I'm 41, man. Isn't that like a 60-year-old thing? So I'm going to – I actually booked that in. I'm going to have an iron transfusion because I've been so tired and then it turns out my iron levels are that of an 80-year-old woman. So I'm going to ask you today, and I know that we've talked about this before, is there something – with your health that you've been neglecting, that's niggling, that you need to just, when you hang up this podcast from your ears or when you press the stop button, can you just make a little appointment just to kind of address it? I'm getting all my moles checked as well. I'm just ticking off the list. I'm doing the things. I'm doing the work. Get my eyes tested. Just that kind of stuff. Boring stuff. Dyed my hair pink. There's not much else I could do to myself physically. Got some new fake tan I'm going to try. But other than that, I've got to start really looking after myself. So that's happening. Gallbladder check. Oh, I check. Got to get on my teeth, guys. If any of you own a day spa dentist, that's a million dollar idea. Oh, my God, day spa dentist. Trademark me. Trademark me. Don't take it. Oh, no, take it if you can do it. God knows I don't have the energy to make it happen. Wow. I've been fasting. Can you tell? And then I had one black coffee. I cheated. So then I had to call the gallbladder people like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I had a black coffee. And like, no, you can still come in. But secretly I was hoping they'd make me cancel. <laughs> so I haven't any food and just coffee. So really this is just verbal diarrhea. All right, I'm going to bring Michael in. Um, so look, it's our second last week. So savour the crazy today, the extreme. Oh, we weren't anchored. We didn't have an anchor. But that's okay. Not every show can be a PB. Sometimes shows are just there for you to just walk away going, whew, I'm glad I'm not them today. That'll be today's episode. All right. Well, here it comes. You've been forewarned. Play the music. M. Rossiano and Michael Lucas. 
This is Emsolation. Okay, well, <laughs> if you had told me that this year was going to end with a Colonel Sanders sexy origin story starring 90s heartthrob Mario Lopez, I would have said, sure, I'm into it. How do I watch it? <laughs> well, good news for you. <laughs> I, I've been sent this. Everyone's like, I'm very excited for me. It seems this is on brand for me. I was sent the trailer for um, Recipe for Seduction is the title of it yeah. by r- roughly 50 people. And um, will it be spicier than 365 Days? I, I hope so. that you have essentially become synonymous <laughs> with trash movies. <laughs> no, sexy, tra- trash, sexy, sexy trash. Sexy trash. Yeah, when you hear the word sexy trash, you think (laughs) M. Rossiano. It's sexy trash, but sexy Mm. trash where you can just scroll through your phone and just look up for the sex scenes. 100%. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, I have to say. And it's a a lifetime. I've, of course, looked into it. Oh, wait, can I play you the trailer? Let's play a little bit of the trailer. Jessica is falling for Harley. The cook? Leave Jessica alone and skip town. He has a secret recipe that's going to change the world. Harlan claims to have some secret recipe. A secret recipe? (laughs) Spare me. Mom, I have to tell you something. We have a problem. Secrets out, chicken man. I'll take care of this. Ruining everything! Just kill him already! Who the hell are you? Harlan Sanders, the new chef. Let's talk about Mario's look, okay? Yeah. So he's kind of, he's definitely Colonel Sanders in that he's got the goatee, and the moustache, and he's a bit – he's turning white. So I'm not sure of his age in this. He is painted as the young chef. So the storyline is – oh, my God, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm just looking at his face. Okay. A recipe for seduction centres around a young heiress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already in. Yeah. Who contends with the affections of a suitor handpicked by her mother. Enter a handsome chef named Harlan Sanders Lopez, who armed with a sacred fried chicken recipe and a dream to take over the culinary world, wins the affection of said heiress, heiress and uncovers a devious family plot. Wow. Wow. To what extent is this based on Colonel Sanders? Is there any connection? Is Did Peter say, Morgan write this? No, it's 100% factual, based word for word. <laughs> this is like they've, they've just, quite frankly, they're putting us in a time machine and we are silent observers to the Colonel Sanders origin story. <laughs> and if my origin story isn't a sexy origin story, I don't even know what's going to, like, honestly, upon my death, when you are charged with writing my origin story, if there isn't... <laughs> Some sexiness about it. I'll be very upset. I can assure you that I will not be calling it M. Rossiano a biography. I will be calling it M. Rossiano a sexy origin story. Yes. Because is there any other type of origin story? Do, do we care for it? No. I don't want to hear about your struggles. I don't want to hear about you being bullied at high school. We're all bullied at high school. I want to hear about the sexy stuff. I would say <laughs> that my problem with origin stories to date has been that there's not enough sexiness in them. Correct. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I wanted the Phantom Menace to be sexed up, obviously, but it does a bit like the problem with an origin story is we all know where it's heading and I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's going to create a fabulously successful fried chicken franchise. That's where we're all driving towards. <laughs> I know the ending. So the way to keep me interested along the way is, for mm-hmm. example, to have people have sex on a yacht. 100%. Or a, a Mario Lopez dress. I always thought, forgive me, but I always thought there was a little bit of weird, um, 
what's the word with Colonel Sanders? Um, uh, Racism? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, I associate it. Yeah. yeah, with the Confederate yeah. flag. I mean, is that right or is that wrong? Are we about yeah. to be sued by KFC? Maybe. But can I just do a little live Google? I just want to write KFC Confed Confederate flag. Let's just have a little look. No, eight things you did not know about the real Colonel Sanders. Okay. No one's really saying that things are bad. Well, it's a good, about- good for the company and the individual to know that they've been cleared in this incredibly rigorous court of law. It is one Google uh. by M. <laughs> I just feel like Tony, producer Tony, can you just, just do a thorough Google while we're chatting about Colonel Sanders and just make sure if that is the case, I do feel like maybe something like that was peppered through. Right. Casting Mario Lopez, you know, obviously not of a white Googling. She's Googling. He's a person of colour. I would say that's a good Good little twist. A progressive move. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it is a lifetime movie channel partnership with KFC. So it's brilliant. It's Yeah, it's an ad. It's a 15-minute long sexy chicken ad. Can you imagine if Lifetime does a partnership with Disney and tells the white Disney, Walt Disney story but sexed up? I mean. White Disney, that was interesting that you slipped up there. (laughs) Well. If well. we want to get into a bit of... <laughs> we do not. <laughs> How did you go with Mario's hair? I mean, he's gone the silver <laughs> hair and I would say it's executed with the skill and delicacy of what I might use. It, it actually reminds me of when I went as jock when we dressed up as MasterChef, which was basically I tossed a whole lot of flour in my, and talcum powder in my hair. That was what it looked like. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm also here for the black neckerchief. Yeah. Just that's that is a reference to the black ribboned bow tie that Colonel Sanders wears. So obviously the the necktie along with Colonel Sanders, that's the necktie origin story. Mm. If you've ever wondered how Colonel Sanders got his pussy's bow, mm. it started out as like a nonchalantly tied neckerchief a la Matt's cravat from MasterChef. Wow. I'm so inspired Look- to go out right now and pitch the sexy origin story for Boost Juice. I reckon you could do something good there. And Harry's led the way with how you can sex up some fruit. Don't tell me it wouldn't work. In fact, I'm really serious about it. Oh, mate, I'm all for every single ad now being a sexy origin story. I'm telling you. And you know the episode today is called Sexy Origin Story. Franco Cozzo, the sexy origin story. Uh, (laughs) That'd be an amazing one because that'd be a journey across from Europe. It'd be migration. There'd be furniture. Grand style, grand style, grand style. Where in Brunswick and Footscray, Franco Cozzo, ever the pleasure to present to you Il Modernissimo, bedroom suites, dining room and wonderful lounge. Why don't you come for yourself? Comprate da Franco Cozzo. Gran sale, gran sale, gran sale. <laughs> oh, God. Actually, you're allowed to do that accent. I don't think I, I am, no, but it was a huge to. part of my childhood. For those of you who are not from Melbourne, Franco oh. Cozzo was a famous furniture salesman and shop that sold high-end, very woggy furniture. I can say that. I'm a wog. The other one that would be amazing, obviously, that's just begging for it, the Harvey Norman sexy origin story would be amazing. <laughs> Crescendoing in the wild sex scene where for the first time someone yells out, go Harvey, go Harvey, go Harvey Norman. <laughs> This is breaking new ground. This We're going to look yeah. back before and after the Colonel Sanders' sexy origin story and see how it's changed entertainment. 
and advertising. December 13th, Recipe for Seduction will be available, which is this Sunday, guys. Get ready. Get I'm all ready. for it. Well, a- we've had Hot Santa with Kurt Russell. Have you watched that movie yet with Kim and Goldie, the Christmas movie? No. He looks very sexy. I'm really well, – not- really- Is it out? Yes. Oh, okay. All yes, right. it's I'll, on Netflix. I'll look into it. I'm really like it's weird. He he looks really hot. <laughs> Welcome to the North Pole. Santa, aren't you Mrs. Claus? Uh huh. Ah! Ah! What is that thing? He's an F. You're in Santa's village, the real one. <laughs> what has happened to this episode already? I know. Are we thirsty bitches? Oh, and Goldie's face has been CGI'd in a stunning fashion. So Goldie, his wife, partner, is in it with him. It's called Christmas Chronicles, the sequel, too. And his he is he looks magnificent. His hair is it rivals Mariah's. I'm not gonna lie. Like wow, oh. big call. Yeah, he looks really hot. And he, he plays uh he plays jazz sax as well in the movie, like Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I love them as a couple. Me too. The defining image that I have of their marriage is her recently dancing around the kitchen as she does the dishes. And it just, Mm. I just, that's the life you want. I'm all for these two. Oh, look at him. He looks so good looking. Okay, everyone look up Christmas Chronicles. Okay, so uh, (laughs) moving on, Madonna. (laughs) I'm really distracted. I know, I'm going to say, like, it's a new angle on podcasting where the host just sort of goes off and Googles. I'll tell you. We happen to be recording. No, people will find (laughs) <laughs> People will find out why I'm just oh, – let's talk about why I'm distracted now. We'll finish with Madonna. I have my first counselling session with a new psychologist today and I'm really like – I'm almost dreading it a bit. Really? Well, my origin story isn't sexy. I have a lot of trauma. <laughs> mm. And whenever I meet a new psychologist, you kind of have to like – you have to flash your deck. You have to show your hands so they can figure out – how to help you function better as a human. So that means I have to kind of relive everything. I'd like to be able to just go in and go, and when they find out about my family and all the complexities there, as everyone's family has, Mm. then they kind of want to drill down on certain things. And I just want to go in and go, hey, can we just sweep everything from yesterday under the rug and can we just – Start, move forward. Can we just pretend? <laughs> Look, I'm not a psychologist myself, but I don't think that approach is recommended or effective. Why? <laughs> do you know what I mean, though? Like having to relive, you know, and where do I start, Michael? It's a needle in a haystack, this situation. <laughs> like imagine if she says something to you like, okay, so what's brought you here today? What the fuck? You know, frankly, you need <laughs> me to be there. I need I'll a narrator. Say, Let me, I'll just I need- You know what it would be? It's a handover. I'd say, okay, Let this, I'm going to say some things. She's going to disagree with them, some of them, but I'm right. I mean, you can go, you can go months and then eventually she'll come around. But basically, this is what it boils down to. I'm going to list, I've done a listicle of the top five things that have screwed oh, her up. Shit. I'm passing that to you. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know what that sentence looks like. I do. I need a narrator. I need the scene to stop down and I need you to just like break the fourth wall with her and go, okay, before you see, it's quite a fragile individual who mm. is, yes, made of steely stuff. But here are the following topics that I want you to avoid. <laughs> she has prepared. We have prepared her backstory a la the Star Wars opening scroll. <laughs> Read it quickly. <laughs> Try and understand because then we're just going to go straight into the present day action. 
Yeah. I remember the last psychologist I saw pre-pandemic, um, and I'm going to see this new one because she's been recommended by my friend Santilla, who I trust explicitly, and it's also over the phone, which is Ooh. so great for me. Yeah, I love this. Do you? Because I'm, I, my only times with a psychologist have been in person. And, and surprisingly, I, I felt like that was not necessarily a helpful thing, even though intellectually oh, it should be much better to be there out of your normal space in person. But I, I wondered whether that sort of inhibited me a bit. I prefer on the phone also because there's less chance of me trying to get out of it. So what everyone needs to understand is when I make appointments, I then spend a very large chunk of emotional energy figuring out ways I can cancel them. Yeah. So especially ones that I know are going to be emotionally taxing. And this one is definitely going to be emotionally taxing, this whole situation. So I cannot I cannot make the excuse of being too busy because I can literally do this while I'm driving to do something in the car, which is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be driving to and from errands while I do my appointment. So I'm excited about that. But then I know I'm going to have to sit down and she's going to say, what's brought you here today or what, what can I help you with? And where should I start? Like you're a writer. Which thing? Because the last psychologist I saw told me that I had, like, I was wearing a trauma coat, and I'm carrying around all these traumas with me, and I'm wearing them, but they're they're billowing out behind me, and I'm not facing them. I'm not addressing them. I'm just wearing them. I just have to say, I respect that psychologist for putting it in fashion terms, because (laughs) because I could imagine that would be an image that would stick with you. She was amazing. She was an art therapist as well. Oh, brilliant. mm. Makes sense. We'd go there and draw. Dolly has a coat of many colours. You've got a trauma coat. Coat of many traumas. Yeah. (laughs) Coat of many traumas. But it's true. I do. And there are certain things that I've like slammed away and I don't want to go and roll roll around in the middle of them for reasons, you know, just so I can get out of bed. But then this psychologist like, you can't keep doing that because eventually the boxes will crush you. Fuck, well, right. it's deciding, isn't it, whether, yeah, the boxes will crush you or whether the boxes are just safely put under the bed and will remain there. You don't have to look at them. I mean, it's hard. Yeah, and they're for you to unpack when you write my sexy origin story lifetime special teamed with, I don't know, Gucci, you know? It does sort of feel to me like, I mean, it's pretty hard to deal with your sexy origin story. You've got without starting at childhood. Unfortunately, I can't see oh. any shortcuts for you. I hate to say it. I mean, I'm still, you've got to still take this call. I hope I'm not putting you off. But I, it does sort of feel like they have to get the saga. I just can't oh. see a point where you could drop the needle in and go, oh, all the other part was irrelevant. We can just start here. Unfortunately. I think the main thing for me is I don't know who I am. That's probably the biggest thing is I'm not sure if I strip away all the versions I've created of myself to please other people or make myself less than because I'm such a huge personality, I don't actually know what's left. And I think that's the thing that haunts me the most. So that's just something light to start it with. So what's brought you here today? I don't know who I am. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I suppose you can't just go fabulous comic musical raconteur. (laughs) That's That's the mask. No, it's not the mask. It's certainly a part of who I am. But I'm talking about when it's quiet when I'm sitting still in a room with nothing in it, who is that M? Oh. Who is the M without the stimulus, without the f- sequins, without the oh, family yeah. attached? No. I know. You know That's what I mean? hard, yeah. A broken, desperate, like who, struggling who teen athlete who hasn't been validated. I mean, that's something yes. like that. Oh, my God. Exactly. Oh. I am still that person. And yeah. I think I react to all situations as that 
struggling teen athlete with no connection to anyone, extremely um, hypervigilant, extremely self-conscious. And I think when anything struggling, anything hard comes at me, that's the person who reacts to it. And then I get fragmented off into all the other people and I quickly try and figure out how all those people would react and then it's exhausting. Well, we've made some headway here, I think. I mean, (laughs) that's $600. I've got PayPal. (laughs) Oh, mate, imagine. Imagine if I had to pay you for all the counselling. Well, likewise, to be fair. Like, I mean, we could just have a barter situation. Yeah. You could could rack up credit (laughs) at particular points. And I've got to say, in recent weeks, it's probably been I've been racking up the debt to you a little bit no, more. But right. So it's it's about we're about time. Christmas is always a good time for me to start. <laughs> now I'll start paying off my debts. Can I just say to everyone, I don't know, but my life and my mental health always falls apart early December. Without fail, I could I could put, mark it on a calendar. My mum even said that to me. She said, "Hey, going it's December," and I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Well." You're pretty much your whole life. This is bad for you. This is a bad month. Every single separation Scott and I have had happened in December. Put it that way. Wow. I know. And then I suppose on top of that, we should also be considering your period cycle in December because that take <laughs> week shit, the December take week. Oh, Jesus. Yes, which, is, which has been this week. Oh, yeah. that's the equivalent been, of like yeah. Game of Thrones when <laughs> Danny like torched the whole city. <laughs> Let's just say the end of Game of Thrones when she does torch the entire city. I never felt more connected to a character in a drama in my life. <laughs> That's just an average December take week <laughs> as far as you're concerned. Oh, God. Well, I'll let you all know how I go, but it is happening um, this afternoon. So I will. I'm, I, and I've also told Scott, I said, look, I'm going to need you to clean the house before I get home. I'm going to need a soft landing because I'm going to come in here with the intense gaze of the T-1000 in Terminator 2. <laughs> so I'm just warning you, I'm going to need a, nothing obstructing my view. I'm going to need love. I'm going to need a, uh, probably a face washer on my forehead. Like I've just, I've told Marcella, mommy's got counselling today. <laughs> just be ready. So everyone's aware. I'm not hiding it. I want to make it normal. But if I'm going today to take off my fucking Coat of many traumas. I'm going to have to come home to something pretty soft, I'll tell you right now, because I'm going to be cold. <laughs> you want to smell the sweet scent of spray and wipe. <laughs> That's correct. I want Domestos burning my nostril hairs. <laughs> now, before you go, it would be remiss of us not to discuss Madonna got a t- her first tattoo yeah. at 62. Now, the thing that should be noted between us, I have, I think, about 12 tattoos, and you have none. That's correct. You're in the minority now. Well, it's weird because this story both connects me with Madonna and but also connects you with Madonna because I could imagine that – my thing is I, I feel like things evolve so much that I don't know that I want to commit to something. And when I look at myself of even 10 years ago, I think, oh, my goodness, thank God that person wasn't dictating any style choices that were going to last me the rest of my life. <laughs> and I'm sure you could agree with that. Probably what you encounter mm. with is, yeah, but let me pick. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect that. It's funny. Scott doesn't have one single tattoo either. So it's it's funny that the two main men in my life are kind of anti-tattoos. And your mother, Madonna. but Oh, and your yeah. real mother too. Probably. My yeah, real mother Jenny's is as well. Got, mm, oh, no. 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 My, both my parents are against tattoos, 100%. No, 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 no. I'm the only person in my family actually that has multiple tattoos. So there you go. Fun. 
Mm. Um, something about my, my grand, my teen grandfather shouted at me. I look like I've been in a war camp. So <laughs> I think. That. Did you ice him back and go, well, that was the look I was going for? <laughs> no, you didn't generally fight back with Luigi. You, that is a losing battle. Fair no, enough. No. Yeah, no. Nah. Uh, so tell us about Madonna's tattoo. Well, in a very Rossiano-esque move, she got the first letter of her children's names tattooed on her, on her hand. On her wrist? Uh, was it? Oh, was it a wrist? Yeah, it was a wrist. That's right. Can I tell you, it's on the inside of her left wrist and guess what is written? On the inside of my left wrist. <gasps> uh, Chella. My children's names. Odie. Both of them, yeah. Chella and Odie. Yeah, all of them. Um, yes. Well, she's her one is, see, this will demonstrate my mastery of her names. L for Lola. R for Rocco. D for David. I'm not looking at anything, by the way. Now we get, now it gets trickier. M for Mercy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then there's the twins, Esther and Stella. And I don't know which one comes first. I'm going to say E for Esther and then S for Stella. Well done. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 40 years of obsessive fandom has to count for something. Yeah, I, I'm surprised she doesn't have one. Do you know what I mean? I'm surprised this is the first time she's done it at 62. But she has made a career out of the spectacular reinvention. So she sheds off that old skin. She sheds off the old husbands. She sheds off the old <laughs> music producers. Sheds it all off. Sheds off the flop movies. Just moves on. <laughs> she's born anew every time. That's true. It's like it's Dolly true. would. Oh, no, Dolly does famously have some tattoos, doesn't she? Babe, Dolly's covered in them. <gasps> Dolly's whole body is beautiful tattoos. Yeah, so for every surgery she's had, she gets the scars made into flowers. So she's, her whole body underneath, that's why she wears thick stockings. Wow. She's covered in them. Oh. I love that fact about Dolly. Oh, Dolly and RuPaul. Oh, <laughs> 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 the shade. The shade. Did you see that? Have you have you seen it? I sent it? it to you. <laughs> I know, but have you actually seen it? Oh no, I haven't seen it. They had a what was it? An, an interview. Yeah. RuPaul interviewed interview. Dolly. Yeah, yeah. And basically Ru said, I get to take it off and you know, I don't have to a lot what we do is similar, we put on our war paint, but I get to take it off. You always have it on. And Dolly basically said, Yeah, I've got to be ready. Street I've got ready. To be street street ready all the time. Otherwise, if something happened and I got woken up in the middle of the night, I'd go out looking like you. <laughs> yeah, if it's an earthquake. I mean, I think you've had bigger fish to fry if you're in the middle of an earthquake. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, then she literally finished up with it. I'm not running out in the street looking like you look now. <laughs> you don't got to get ready if you stay ready, bitch. Yes. <laughs> ah. So, Madonna's tattoo. I mean... Uh, it's good. I must admit, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, goodness. But <laughs> I, I was wondering where we were going. I honestly was a bit worried. She's been going through a r- real marijuana phase. And I was a bit worried oh that she was going to have God. a massive pot leaf on joking? her back or something. But uh, then when I saw what she'd done, it made complete sense to me. And I immediately liked it because it was one more thing that draws her closer to you. Hang on a minute. Did you say she's going through a marijuana phase? Yeah. You only need to look at her Instagram. Go back to her birthday. She's holding big plates of pot. Her her new boyfriend, 22 or however old he is, is like this massive stoner. And, and because, I mean, this is, I'm just revealing myself how much I know. Because she injured herself really badly. She tore something in her hip on the Madame X tour and she had to stop it early and everything. And so she's had to have all these surgeries and she managed the pain with marijuana. God, I can't, I'm, I'm looking forward to my marijuana face. <laughs> You're looking forward to that <laughs> stage of life where you consider your next tattoo and <laughs> hand out plates of pot. With my 26 year old lover. 
Nah, Scotty be still around. He's pretty fit. Jesus. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. He's all that riding. Nah, he's he also he's just so loyal and such a stayer. I mean, we t- definitely talked about divorce once or twice in the past few months, but he's turned a corner. He's turned a corner. We're in a good phase at the moment. Who knows how long it'll last? Well, it could all fall apart if there isn't an appropriate amount of domestos when you come home today. <laughs> but I've got confidence he'll pull it out. <laughs> nah, he knows. He looks slightly terrified too. Yeah. So. But he's got ultimately I be, glad. I would be terrified too if I was your husband and you were about to go see a new psychologist. I'd be terrified. <laughs> Normalize getting therapy. <laughs> all right. Well, we've good. We've talked about sexy chicken man. We've done a little bit of can't even remember, guys. That's how my brain is today. I'm really focused on my code of trauma. What are we going to call it? Sexy origin story or code of trauma? Oh yeah, sexy origin story. I'd click on sexy origin story. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. All right, cool. Well, next week's our last week, so giddy up, guys. Got some. What's what's happening? We've got. Games, surprises. Well, I think listicles. We're trying to get an interview. We are trying with someone that we've spoken about in the podcast this year. We're trying. Okay. We're trying. And then you're going to interview me and I'm going to interview you. There's going to be a few eps go out. It'll be good. Be good times. Got to keep people going till February when we come back. So, All right. All right I'm off to uh, get my coat, put my coat on. Well done. Get your coat on <laughs> or no. Well, ideally you'd cast it. Ideally you'd parade it, explain it, and then cast it off. But I feel like I get up every morning and put it on because I okay. don't sleep with it on. Okay. I don't sleep with my trauma coat. I probably do. It's probably why I have the night terrors. I think you do. Like Dolly sleeps with everything on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. This is Emsolation. Okay. So how do you feel after that? <laughs> I know. But as I said in the intro and as you just heard, we were very distracted. I will be somehow trying to track down the sexy Colonel Sanders origin story, Mario Lopez style, so I can watch it and report back to you guys. Um, I do need to go. I'm off to do things. And I really, as I've said many times, hope that me talking about going to therapy normalizes that idea for you or someone you know. Mental health is no joke. Don't wait till it's too late. Don't wait till you are crying at 2am into your towel so no one hears you because you don't actually know what the fuck's going on with your life. Go and get some help. Go to your doctor. Say you need a mental health plan. That's what I've done. You get 12 visits and they're at a greatly reduced cost. Did you know that? Just go to your doctor. Say, can I please have a mental health plan? They'll write you a referral. They'll even help you find a psychologist if you need that. You get like 80 bucks off the cost of each session. It's great. So it's easy. Go and do it. It's not overwhelming. All right, I'm off now. I've got to go do the things. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm kind of sad that we're drawing to a close for the year. I mean, we'll be back. But I've really enjoyed our chats each week. (laughs) Hope you have. I know you have. Have a wonderful day. We'll talk soon. Bye.